Harvest Baptist Church here on our, our Christmas Eve service, I can guarantee you that there are more people here at this year's Christmas Eve service than there were last year's Christmas Eve service. Because I was thinking on the way down that last year there was a giant snowstorm. And we all sat at home and we watched the 2020 Christmas Eve service uh, with the little people online. And uh, so it's much different what, it, what a difference a year makes, I suppose, now. Um, but we do want to welcome you here. Uh, thank you for coming and attending. And uh, we, we've come tonight again to, to worship our risen Savior. And that, that is the most important thing that we can be doing. That's what we can do, most important thing we can do every day, but especially this time of year as we celebrate him coming, God coming to earth to be with us for the purpose of forgiving us of our sins. So we do have uh, a few announcements. One, uh, the candles. We had candles in the front and in the back. We, this will be a candlelight service at the end, so make sure that you have a candle. We do have buckets of water at the front and the back just in case for emergencies. And uh, make sure your candles are out before you, you uh, put them back where you got them. Um, also, we have these poinsettias up front that were graciously donated um, after the service. If you, if you are here and you donated one, please, uh, please take that home with you. If uh, you forgot who you are, they're on the back of the bulletin, and you can, you can take them from there. Um, and, we have, and we have that. So with that, let me pray as we start our service. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for, for this time. Thank you for this, this special night that we come together to honor and, and to worship you. And, and especially because you sent your son. And we remember that tonight because of what he's, he's done for us. He's forgiven us. He's allowed us to be forgiven of, of our sins, Lord. He's paid the price for us. And now he sits at your right hand, Lord. And the only thing that we can do is to worship him. And, and we worship him because, because of love. Because of the love that he's shown for us. The love that he... That he gave to us a love that, that we couldn't give and we just thank you so much for that and and help us through your holy spirit to to be engaged to to show that with our whole hearts and live that through our whole lives and make it real to us tonight lord make it real to, to us tonight and and every day that we know the love that christ has shown to us thank you again lord and may you be praised. Amen. Technical difficulties. Do you know how to do it? I don't either. There's none in it. <laughs> Thank you for your help. 
think it just takes two, it looks like. Ah, there we go. Thank you so much. Okay, our first uh, carol tonight is going to be uh, number 250. If you want to use your hymnal, where it'll be up on the overheads too. It's O Little Town of Bethlehem. So please stand with me and we'll sing some carols. child is this? This is one of my favorites. <clears throat> no, it's working. Turn it down. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap
For our scripture reading, we're reading Luke 2, 1 to 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who is with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there is no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Do not fear, or fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to the God in the highest, and on earth peace among those who with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with, ha with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told him. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
stand back up for a little bit. We'll sing another hymn. Um, and then Jared's going to come up when, after we're done with this one. So this is O Holy Night. through this. Holy night. 
too high for me. Thank you for helping me out. Try to do better the next time. too high for me. Um, all right. Well, doesn't it make it, is it, isn't it in the, in the Bible, make a joyful noise? Whether we, whether we can hit the notes or not, it's okay. The Lord still knows and knows our hearts. Um, and so um, I'm, it reminds me of the 15th, December 15th, my family, my wife, my mother, my father, and myself went, this is on a sidetrack, so youth, you'll love this, uh, this is not what I had written down, but uh, we went to Handel's Messiah, which was played at um, Franklin, at whatever that place is, I don't, I don't remember what it's called, but um, it took the scripture that we've been going over these last several weeks with Jason and Keith today, and it, it was overwhelming, powerful when they came to Wonderful Counselor, I'm not going to sing it, by the way. Um, when professional singers sing that, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, that can just make your, I don't know, it's just powerful. It's amazing what song can do, but also with the words. And if you really think about those words, it can change um, the matter of what, you're, what you look at, how you look at. And they're all about our Savior. They're all about um, who we serve if you are a follower of Jesus. And I realize, too, that he goes by so many names. I realize that so many things that you think about Jesus, and once again, this is side of what I was thinking of, but he's, he's our hope, he's our forgiver, he's patient, he's compassionate, he's loving, he's kind. Anything that you can almost imagine that is who Jesus is. And he wants, and he's, he can change people's lives. And he, uh, what I'm going to be talking about this evening is, he is also, he claims himself to be the light of the world. Um, and that was blasted me by, by the Jewish standards. They wanted to kill him by then. He many, made many statements of, I am statements that the Jewish Pharisees and Sadducees wanted to kill him because of that. And you wonder, why are you talking about, yes, we do the candle lighting, and we do what we're going to do this evening, and we're going to go out and um, share the light, and that's a good thing. But why are we talking about Jesus as the light of the world when he's an infant? When we're talking about all of a sudden we're going to celebrate him tomorrow as a little baby boy, uh, born in a manger on a darkened night in Bethlehem. And sometimes I wonder that too, because as I get older... Christmas doesn't seem like Christmas as you, you know, as you were raised. Maybe as you got up early in the morning. I remember getting up way early in the morning on Christmas morning, and I was anticipating at the steps. And then I had to wait until my parents heated up the base or the floor. Um, and then we could go out and we could celebrate with gifts and exchange and food and all that stuff. Um, as I got older, as a teen in college, my older brother would have to come over and wake me up. Because they're like, hey, we want to go eat. We want to open up gifts. We want to do these things. I was a sleeper inner person. I like my sleep. And so like, oh, Christmas morning? I'd rather just sleep morning. I mean, that's what I do. And I think as I've gotten older, it's some days difficult to remember what it's all about. 
because you can get so caught up into many other things. And what it really is about is Jesus Christ. And he was born tomorrow. He was born soon. He's born, and he was going to change the world. And I wonder if you ever met him. Have you ever met him this evening? Because what he came to do is he came to be the light of the world, that he, we may know him as Savior and Lord, not just to get us into heaven, but also to take care of us to, as we listen to him, as we follow him each and every day. And that is the harder part of following after Christ. I'm thankful for uh, Abby reading the scripture. I know how wonderfully she wanted to do it. And uh, I appreciate that she read this because when we are talking about um, the shepherds, they're minding their own business that evening. They're doing what they normally do, minding the sheep, taking care of the sheep. They're doing what they regularly do. And what I like about God is, what do you know? All of a sudden, he steps in and flips their world upside down. And he tells them, the shepherds are watching over their flock, and the angels come, and all of a sudden, they speak to them. That's, that's crazy enough, as it may seem. I've never had an experience like that. Then, as Keith was saying this morning, then a multitude of heavenly hosts open up and start praising and then I can only imagine the shepherds are going, okay, one angel, okay, good. That's a little freakish, like, well, wow, I'm on the ground, yes. Then you got a heavenly host praising. Um, and then they're like, okay, maybe we should go and do what they've called us to do, go and check out this child. I, I wouldn't imagine any other child had a great welcoming that when he was about to be born. I don't know about you guys. I didn't hear it from my parents when I was born in Warren, Pennsylvania. They didn't tell me of like a heavenly host came over them and like, oh, Jared is born. Go check him out. I don't remember. But then again, I, don't, I wasn't able to remember. But I don't remember my brother. He wasn't exactly thrilled probably. I don't remember anyone else going, yes, Jared is born um, in this magnitude. Some people were, of course. But so this, the shepherds decided to go. And they decided to see the one that was proclaimed to them. After they had seen Jesus, this is what blows my mind too, is after everything, they see this little child and what was proclaimed about him. They go and check him out, and they share with Mary and others what was told to them. And after they had seen Jesus, they went away glorifying and praising God. They had been changed. It doesn't say they were glorifying God. Maybe they were. Maybe they were glorifying God before they got there. But at least after they met the child, after they met Jesus, they went away glorifying God and praising him. They were changed. Something miraculously happened in front of them. And they had to share that. They had to praise God for that. They could not praise anyone or anything else. They had to praise the one that was sent and was foretold about. And so in Isaiah, we've been in Isaiah the last uh, about month in church in the morning, and I want to read Isaiah verse or chapter nine, verse two, um, and it reads: "The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone." And that was Jesus Christ. This light shines into families even now that have it all together. So if you're a family tonight that has it all together, 
Jesus Christ is shining through you, or shining into your life, if you're willing to open up your life to him. And also, shockingly enough, he's shining into the families that are falling apart. He's doing both. Because whether you have it all together, you think so, whether you just, every day, you're barely making it, he came for both of you. Because guess what? The family has it together. They don't have it together. And the family that doesn't have it together, they might have a little bit more together than they would think. It's a matter of where does Jesus fit into your heart? Where does Jesus fit into your life and your family? What does that look like? It could still be crazy. And crazy, we just put a little extra, nice little picture on it. But, but as Jesus come into your life and changed inside, outside craziness, we can't control everything that can happen into our families, into this world. But we can have the opportunity to put our faith and see the light of Christ into our own hearts. And again, this reminds me of tomorrow. Tomorrow when we have the opportunity to celebrate Jesus' birth again. How do we handle that? This light that we have. What we know about light is it illuminates the darkness. Nothing can hide. Light can creep through. It can catch, it can go through anything. I, I found that I were, I long time ago, I won't tell me how many years ago, I went to Clarion University when it was just Clarion University, not together with everyone else. And I did a photography class, an old school photography class where you use film. And I would take pictures, random pictures of, I got a decent grade, I think I got a decent grade in it. I don't remember, I think it'd be. But, but in this dark room, you have to go in this dark room, it has to be completely dark. And you have to fumble around to find this almost like a can opener to open up your film canister. And the only little thing that's in there that you'll see is the spark. When you open up your film, the little film canister, you only see a spark. Then everything goes black again. And then you have to fumble around and try to figure out all the other stuff, where you put stuff, to figure it out. And when you come out into the light, it's somewhat blinding, somewhat throws you off, but you can see everything again. And I think a lot of times we fumble around in the dark. We might see a little spark here, a little spark here, but we don't let Jesus Christ into our lives to illuminate because we're afraid that he'll see our darkness, the darkness that's inside of us, our sin, and the things that so easily entangle us. But he already knows them. And so why not just let him do what he's been called to do when he came as a child and as he was in his service, in his ministry, he came to die for us. So why not accept that? That's my thoughts. Jesus has come to us. To us. Think about it. He's come to you and to me. Um, yes, I'm a pastor up here, but I have many failings. I have many things that Jesus Christ is still shining light on. And sometimes I'm like, no, 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 I don't want that light on that right now. I know what that is, but I don't want to see that. But he came to us. When Jesus was presented at the temple, Simeon spoke of him being a light. And it reads that in Luke 2, 25 through 32. So coming off of what Abby just read a couple verses down, and it reads, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. 
And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's, Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of law, excuse me, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For your eyes have seen, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. And in verse 32, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. So he had finally, Simeon, if you see there too, part of the Trinity, part of the Godhead, we see the Trinity working. We see the Holy Spirit saying, you won't see, you won't die until you um, bless or see Jesus or the Savior. And so he sees the Savior. He says, wow, this has, now I can rest. I'm at peace. For he sees, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which is Jesus Christ, that you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples a light for relevant, rever- I said revelation to the Gentiles. So we get a part in that. That's us. If you're not Jewish, that's us. And for the people of Israel as well. So, again, he was brought into this earth. He came to earth, not just for the Israelites, just for us as well, the Gentiles. What's amazing thing about Simeon's prophecy is that it shows that the light is for us as Gentiles. But, and also the salvation of Jesus began with Israel, but was always to be extended beyond it. I love that. And the going with the theme of light, uh, light dispels darkness, as I was saying before. And Jesus said in John eight twelve, he says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus, the light of the world, dispels sin, death, and darkness. We know that many people today that do not know that they are living in darkness around the world. We've talked about that. We see videos about that this morning and a variety of other ways. They're in this space of ignorance, not realizing that they need a Savior, a great light to shine into their darkness. But there also is another group. There is another group that have rejected the light, still live in darkness and sin. They choose to go on their own, thinking that they know what is best for them. I think a little bit what Keith was saying this morning as well, is they think they have the better path, they think they know the better way, and they live in the darkness. Even though the light has been shown to them, they choose not to follow him. So John spoke of this as well, in John 1.10, he said, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. So a lot of times we see, even at this time, we have a lot of Merry Christmases, a lot of Happy New Years, and that's the extent of how long it goes to. Do, do our friends, our family, people we work with, know the love of a Savior. They might know that's what Christians do. This is the main Christian theme. Um, But this world, as you know, 
uh, puts other things in other places for these special holidays. A big, heavier, set person with a belly. Uh, a bunny that carries Easter baskets with eggs. I don't understand that. Um, whatever it might be, the world finds something else to make focus on instead of focusing on the true light, the true reason why we should celebrate Christmas. It gives us hope to rise up in the morning to celebrate. I am reminded of a song, and I'm not going to sing it, but uh, there's a verse in this. It's called, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And I was re- we were singing it the other week, and a, a line, a verse jumped out to me. And it's verse 3. It should be up there sometime here. Uh, it says, Hail, or it says, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. And that light and life to all he brings. I think Keith, I think I was paying this attention this morning, Keith was sharing that he's presented this all to us, to everyone in this world, this light and life. It's our choice to make that decision whether we seek it or not, whether we accept it or not. And a lot of times we come and we sing and we praise, and it's a very symbolic thing. We come because that's the right thing to do, and we do it because we've always done it. But maybe tonight is a question of, why do I really do this tonight? Why really do I? We sing. Why do we have candles? Why do we have a variety of options of what? lights and everything, why do, we, why do we just listen to these sermons over and over again, hearing about Jesus? The question that came back to me, or the thought came back to me um, in this whole process was, and I need to do this more as well on Christmas, we need to celebrate because Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And he has come to dispel the darkness. In my life and in your life, we should celebrate that. We must celebrate it with thanksgiving and rejoicing. And I think it goes even beyond just tomorrow. But tomorrow is a start. He did not say, no, I will not go. But he was willing to come to us. So we should celebrate that. Jesus Christ was willing to come to us, and he already knew the state that we were in. He knew it way back at creation, but he still was willing to come, and we should celebrate and thank him for that. But not just celebrate his coming, but by going and telling others about this great light. So tonight, what we're going to do on my finishing portion here is we're going to be singing a song, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And then after that, we're going to be singing Silent Night. And when we're singing Silent Night, I'm going to read a portion of Scripture that, which is known probably to many people. If you've been in the church here and there, you've probably heard it about being light as well because Jesus Christ has called us the light of the world too. And so when I'm reading that, we're going to be uh, sharing that light through the candle lighting ceremony there. And so I'll talk about that more, but for now, I want to leave that thought of process of you thinking, do you celebrate Christ? And then I'll continue after we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
Okay, please stand with me. I'd like to read you a scripture that comes from Matthew 5, 14 through 16. And I want to read that, that you and I, as Jesus said, are lights of the world as well. We're a reflection of him. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your, shite, light, shite, no, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Go ahead. So I want you to be thinking as we pass the light and share the light of Christ. 
Tomorrow is a day of celebration, the celebration of his birth. But may it also be a day that we have, remember, we have hope, we have peace, and we have light. So as we light these candles, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and may you be lights to others around you that need the hope of salvation this week and forevermore. So we're going to be singing Silent Night as you may be, do you want them to stand? Sit. You may sit as you sing Silent Night. And then we'll be dismissed. tonight. You can extinguish your candles. Good night.